Zig coming in at the top of the interview. Today I talked with the Dream Masons, Eric and Anastasia of the Dream Masons. Um, they are playing virtual show CLE Friday at 8 p.m. Um, this was a really fun conversation. They're just a fun group. <laughs> get to learn all about the band dynamics and band roles and everything in between. Um, before we get to the interview, I'm going to play you a little bit of their song, Lily of the Valley. Check it out. some new uh, material coming out in june so be on the lookout for that so if you hear anything you like if you could like subscribe comment or even review the podcast on any of the podcast platforms spotify or apple here we go with the dream masons working all right cool beans cool 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 beans how's it going dude not bad not bad yourselves good i like your cat Thanks. we have one too little uh he likes to hang out whenever I'm doing stuff. It's making work awesome. I just sit here. Nice. And everyone's That's like, oh, awesome. Cool cat. I'm like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're going to have to meet each other. We'll have a cat party. Yep. Oh, snap. <laughs> He's not even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't like, he doesn't mind the electric guitar at all, but he hates the acoustic for some reason. It's Is weird. It, isn't that weird? There's certain things that just like... That you see their ears flicker and they're like, oh, no. They go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. And they're just yeah, like not yeah. into it. <laughs> like homie here hates slide for some reason. As soon as I play he, slide, he's like not into it. He's like. Really? Yeah, he just. He'll start, <laughs> his technique's pretty pretty good, though. He'll start crying. Then he'll hop up on my lap and get underneath everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> right, right. And then he'll just hang out here for, which is what I was doing before you guys called. All right, let's you jump get, into it. You've got good strategies. Yeah. That's fun. The cuddle, the cuddle technique always works. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the uh, Zig at the Gig podcast. I'm hanging out with the Dream Masons. If you guys can introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Anastasia. And I'm Eric. And uh, how's quarantine been, my friends? We work, so it's pretty much the same. Yeah? Like still going to work or working from home? Going to work. Oh, yeah? Cool, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Technically, uh, I guess they call it essential employees. So yeah, not much has changed. Um, still going to work for me. I'm, my schooling was online prior to this, and it's still online. So nice. Uh, not much to change on that. Uh, Our drummer won't come back to practice though, so that's sad. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of freaked so out. So we by haven't it. been able to. What's that? Freaked out by everything, or just uh, he's cautious. Yeah, that's good. It's good. There's definitely a. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely like a it's it's a weird time it's a weird like you want to be you want to do what's like necessary in but you also want to be safe too which makes it weird to like decide what that necessary is or yeah. what the essential is right. what do you do uh what do you do for work that 
Do you guys work the same? We're not gig? allowed to say what we do for work, to be honest, legally. Uh-huh. Like, we're not like Whoa. agents or anything, but we're not allowed to but mention. Our- <laughs> but you're kind of agents. We can't mention our company online, or yeah, uh-huh. not the media. <laughs> It's kind of something that's abbreviated in three letters, and it could be no. FBI or it could be CIA. That would be hysterical if we did work for the FBI and we were just in a van. Yeah, the cover, totally dream, possible. the Masons, the, right, right. the Illuminati, it's all coming clear, guys. <laughs> well, that's good. No. That's Yeah, when we got hired, we, we worked for the same company. When we got hired, we had to sign a thing that stated we weren't going to mention the company name on any social media. So. Really? Whoa. That's kind of cool. It's kind of, I mean, that's well, cool that they're they're precautious about it, and like, it's cool that you guys work for the same gig because that makes yeah. like doing gigs easier, right? Yep, it right. does. Yeah, and yeah. We can't wait to do that again. I know this Friday is exciting for that. Yeah, I know. Have you tuned into any of the virtual shows? I have. They're, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. Sick. I tuned. I I saw uh, I saw the one last Friday with a four. Um, with Thor Platter and yeah. let's see, um, Claudia. One, a couple, couple weeks ago, uh, I can't remember who who was playing on it, but but yeah, they're uh, it's a good setup. I like it. Yeah, it's a, what Gaul's doing is really cool. It's a really cool thing how they pick and choose who's doing it and how it's all dependent on. Yeah, it's super awesome. The... I'm just excited to be able to be part oh. of a show again. Uh, yeah, that and being away from it for so long makes it so exciting and so nerve-wracking because you're just waiting, right? You know what I mean? There's no, like, prep other than what you've prepped already because you guys done some streamage through uh, the quarantine. Yeah, it was really uh, hard, to be honest. It was really weird for me. It's well, Yeah, the, the first one was there. It was definitely a learning experience, the first live stream we did. I think the next one, well, the next one that we host is going to be smoother. The lack of yeah. feedback was really hard to play for. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I know I shouldn't have felt like this, but I felt really silly almost. Like, playing nobody in my house and being yeah. like, that was really odd. I know there wasn't nobody there. I know people were watching, but it, just to play into an empty room was very strange. Like And the virtual applauses, you know. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Because <laughs> it's taking yeah. away that, that it's even... Even though you, in your mind, you're like, I'm doing this as a thing to express myself, this means something. You know what I mean? This connection, this acceptance of what you've just done, the, like, the, it's, and you work your whole life to make that a normal thing as a musician, right? And then as soon as that's taken away, it's, it's so weird. You know what I mean? Like you, like you're saying, you're getting interaction, but like, it's so either distance because of, that it's just a little blob, it's just a little thing, or the delay of it. So you may say like, oh, "I like peanut butter," and someone sends you a peanut butter emoji, 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 like <laughs> two minutes later, and you're like, "What's going on?" Or like, "Yeah, that was weird. That was weird." Mm-hmm. Like, yes. and it's it's delayed. It kind of reminded me of like playing a. I mean, you're playing for people, you know, yeah. however many people are watching us, but it still has the feeling of playing like an actual live gig to in an empty room you know because that's that's happened like in my previous bands that i've been in like like 10 years ago i played yeah. the empty rooms embarrassing enough <laughs> but yeah it's that's happened it, uh, and i remember that feeling and i'm like oh this live streaming is kind of it kind of feels like that because no one's clapping and you know back when we played wineries we would have to play for like one or two people for the first half hour or something yeah. and those were always like i don't want to say mean things but i 
freaking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Ah, I hate it. I don't like cover shows. It's not I, my app. It's not my type of thing. It's not my thing. Like, I prefer, I mean, I'll do it if we really need money or whatever, yeah. but oh my gosh. I, I agree. It's like I was talking to Ray Flanagan about this, and I bring this up a lot because he brought up a good point. When you're doing that type of gig, a bar gig, a wine gig, a, a gig where you're part of the uh, just the atmosphere of the room, you know what I mean? You can be yeah. playing and killing it and doing amazing, but you start to feel smaller and smaller and smaller because less people start to interact, and you just start yeah. to become this background noise. And Ray pointed out that that's a good thing, in, in his mind, because if you weren't sounding good, everyone would notice. Right. True. And I'm like, true, true, true. And like, yeah. it's just the name of the game. It sucks because you go from like an original gig where everyone's in it. You know what I mean? And you're just like, everyone's riding that wave with you. And then you go to like that bar gig where you're playing for four hours and like every like 30 minutes you get that one guy that's like, woo, now do Freebird. And you're like, right. <laughs> <laughs> And you and start it's just the like <laughs> the same songs yeah. over and over. I don't understand yeah. how these people want to hear these songs for the past forty years. Just keep wanting to hear these same songs. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, some of, some of them stand up. You know, some of them are good tunes, and like, and part of it, I think, is like they don't know what else to ask you. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like I was talking to actually last time I was talking to um Dan Wilson. Did you catch that virtual show? It was mm-hmm. a live stream one. And no, I didn't. We were kind of going down like how like the study of music is in in a big sense like the study of culture no matter like what type of music you're diving into right so even if you're diving into rock music you're diving into rock culture and like <sighs> so if you think about like someone that means so much to certain people why do they mean that much like why does Jimi Hendrix matter because he was this huge cultural movement and he changed everything by going you know what I mean yeah but right. if you are and there's a lot of context. Yeah, there's a lot. That's Man, the thing. I wish they, they would ask us to play Hendrix. People, you just are like, can you play the Egg song by Jewel? Like, no, not <laughs> oh, yeah, about she, that. Yeah, you get a lot of that. I get a lot of people asking me to play Jewel all day. No, I'm not singing your scrambled egg song or whatever she's talking uh, about. I don't know. There's another one, too, that they, they request for me. It's Jewel and... Uh... <laughs> what? what we, why? I've heard that one a couple times, but that one, that's not a big deal for me. I don't mind some Fleetwood Mac. Also, yeah. everyone says that I sound like Haley Williams, but I don't. I don't think I do. They just don't know any other girl like rock band artist, so they just always say Haley Williams. Our music does not sound emo or yeah, all yeah. at I, all. It might just be like you have dyed hair and you're a female singer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. People find things in their mind to relate things to, and they're comforted by comforted comforted by that. So, like, if I see someone who sounds a little bit nasally when they th- sing, and uh, my nasally go-to like um, t- archetype is Amy Winehouse, I'm gonna say you sound like Amy Winehouse. And, right. You know, and it's it's weird when you're doing the bar scene. You find that that like weird archetype thrown upon you and i imagine as a female singer you get that way more than some other people like oh you sound just like janice do i do i sound really like scratchy or do i or is it right. just like i sound like a, a girl that's singing and like right I, I, yeah, that's a lot. So I, I will i will say people say sometimes i sound like um gwen stefani and i think with some of the choices i make i could see that one yeah well, that's the other thing, too. You're going to get influences. And same, like, it might stick out more for a guitar player. It's like, 
the nice Stevie tone. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and, yeah, uh, very true. Or if you play any type of like acoustic thing i get like certain references or you know or if you have a 12 but string like, they're gonna ask you to play that one song that has a 12 string that everyone knows and it's just part of like the the culture <laughs> you you've walked into you know and yeah very I, very true and i think what you said about like like maybe that's the only song they can like think of or something yeah. at the time like i can relate to that because when when people ask me to play songs or when i'm trying to think or when some, someone asks me, like, what songs do you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know any songs. I can't think of any right But, I mean, I have a list in my phone. Of yeah. I, know, but I have to look at that because if I'm, like, on the spot, I mean, I don't, I don't remember any of them for some reason. I don't know if that's just me or if that's, like, a, a thing. I th- it's def- in terms of, like, covers. I mean, originals are different. But yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely a thing. Even, like, the the illusion that choice gives, right? So you've learned all these songs, you've built up this category or this catalog of songs. You've expanded mm-hmm. from the three songs you started with to like the 30 songs you know now. And then you have, it's almost, I remember seeing a um, SciShow episode on like how too much choice almost is anxiety provoking and overwhelming, where if you have like three choices, <laughs> people are going to pick certain things more often than others. And even right, like right. in the grand scheme of big choices, so out of thirty songs, someone's gonna pick the one that they know. You know, what I mean, like if if it's ice cream flavors, it's gonna go between vanilla and chocolate and strawberry more so than Superman and all the others. Even though I would say Superman's probably better, um, but you know, what I mean, it's all just like uh, it's all relative, I guess. And like, and so in some ways, it's having someone point out like that same thing over. It's just kind of what they interpret it as and like even though it's weird and like especially in bars and depending where you're at and depending on the type of person you know saying it it's a different context for sure yeah my favorite ice cream that i have had recently is mitchell's and it was lavender honey Ooh, that one sounds good mitchell's is great Mitch, yeah. I had some purple ice cream there before, and it was amazing. It was like raspberry or something, or blueberry ice cream. I don't know. Does Mitchell's is Mitchell's essential? It should be. Should be. <laughs> yeah, if it's not, we need to. We, we need, need to fix that quick. <laughs> 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 Did you get? Have you gone to the one in Cleveland, Ohio City, where they got yeah, like, that's the, the little factory there? And you're like, yeah. I shouldn't yeah. say little. It's a giant factory. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so cool. It's yeah. like a little Willy Wonka's ice cream. Like, <laughs> I don't know, you just see all the little workers back there. And they're just doing their thing, like, with this giant, like, chemicals, and like, sweet ice cream. <laughs> and there's just, like, five people staring at them like they're a zoo animal. Yeah, and they're just watching, like, a kid eating ice cream. Just like, <laughs> yeah, kid, I know. I wish I was you. <laughs> I wonder if they get to taste the ice cream. They have to, right? There's got to be some yeah. crazy flavor guy. So. Man, there was this, like, big scandal a while ago on cable. I don't remember. I, when I lived with my parents, I saw these ads for it. It was, like, how many – what percentage of Baskin-Robbins employees has diabetes? Like, they were, like <laughs> – <laughs> it was, like, this, like, expose-type documentary on Baskin-Robbins being linked to diabetes and it, our sugar-obsessed culture. It, it, it's really weird. It's that's a true statement for sure. We are very sugar obsessed, and like that would not be surprising because the amount of ice cream they have to take home has to be absurd. Like you know, they're taking home pints every night. What happened to this one? Oh, it's bent on the top. <laughs> like right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. So going back to kind of what you said before, you played in a couple other bands. What what were some other bands you played in before? Because you guys did Hey Violet, right? Yeah. Before Dream Masons. It was mainly the same band, pretty much. Okay. I mean, we don't have Philip anymore. Yeah, it, we, we started this as Hella Violet, and we realized that there was another band out there called Hey Violet, right. and oh, we kind of okay. wanted to differentiate from that, so we, we changed the name. Um, but prior to that, I was in a couple other bands. That... We were in Them and I. Look Them and I up, everybody. That's a great band. Them like, and I? Yeah. Them and I. I love it. They're on Spotify. I fucking love uh, yeah. that band. It's John, John Bellis's thing. Do you know John Bellis? I don't. I, who's he play with now? Why can't I think? Uh, the elephants. The elephants, not H and elephant, but the elephants. Yeah. Yeah. I have to but check yeah, him out. Kind of a, kind he's of a, really, really talented. He's very. Yes, he he's amazing. a good dude. Like he's super efficient, and like John Bellis gets as much done in a day as most people do in like a month. He's like really fun. He's high functioning, like just really efficient as a human. That's awesome. <laughs> he probably uses whiteboards. <laughs> I, think he does. I, I use whiteboards. <laughs> I can't get through the day without Eric's it. Eric's been campaigning for the whiteboard people for like years. Yeah, I'm gonna get sponsored by uh, Expo Expo Race Markers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. If you do, I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna be hitting you up. I use a lot of those for teaching. I what one? Okay, let's talk about Expos for a second because they're great. Because you can write on anything and wipe it off, arguably, right? So, like, when we play shows, yeah. I'll bring an expo and just, like, write all the merch prices on the table we set it on. Oh, you know nice. I mean? And wipe that yeah, off when we're done. Play. I like or that, like, Works? I feel that works. Yeah, yeah. For certain, that's like, idea. When, I'm te- yeah, when I'm teaching, I'll write on the desk. I'll be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, as opposed to, like, they make it right in front of them type deal. Right. Expos are great. Yeah. Let's make this yeah. happen. Let's have bands <laughs> sponsored by Ex- Expo. I can't that, that's amazing. That would be really funny. We yeah, should right. do it. Yep. And they smell good. <laughs> yeah. Send, send them this podcast. Can you send them this? I, I'm, not, I'm not over here hopping to Expos, but when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, whenever, <laughs> whenever the teacher would send me up to the board to do a math problem or whatever, I would kind of like get a just Two like, plus. Just like like the smell. You know, I wasn't like trying to get high off of it. <laughs> I think they smell like freaking fish or something. I enjoy that oh, smell. I don't know. I'm weird with smells. Like he smells, that. he'll like get in, he'll get mail in the mail and yeah. like. Or like a brand new book. Like the pages smell books. Yeah, but everybody smells books. You smell weird shit like... Dave, do you smell books? When I you, definitely, when, when I get a new book and I crack it open, I definitely, <laughs> I do enjoy the smell, especially if it's like different books got different smells, right? Like old books, you got that old book smell. You got right. that, like yeah. that wisdom, the scent of wisdom. And then when you get like a comic book or like a book with like a lot of like ink, there's that smell that's on it. And you're like, what? This is <laughs> like, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Or those like glossy pages or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different. Yeah. Now, Eric smells like a lot of stuff. What else did you smell? Like, uh, every, I don't know, everything. Smell a letter like, mm, yep, this is from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> smell that Arkansas in air. <laughs> <laughs> One time I think you, smel- you smelled a brand new rubber spatula. Yeah, and electronics products. Like, oh, yeah, he yeah. smells his... When he first gets his pedals. And, like, yeah, because they have this, like... Uh, it's really weird. He'll just smell stuff off it. <laughs> You know, like a new car smell, like you want to. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a new, a new product smell for sure. <laughs> like there is a new product smell though. It's like uh, I don't know how to describe that, but 
I th- enjoy it. <laughs> maybe maybe it's always there. It's just like you get so used to that thing being there, you don't smell it anymore. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that that new car always smells like the new car. You're just used to that car now, or that car becomes more smelly of you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. True. Dude, my car smells like whatever uh, because I keep my dinner in there and I forget about it. And yeah. My car. First, it smells good. I'll wake up and be like, sausage. And then, like, two days later, I'm like, oh, fuck, something's rotting in my car. Rotting sausage. <laughs> <is> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's such a Chipotle from two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I do eat a lot, or I do eat a lot. I do eat a lot of meals behind wheels. Like, when I was before the quarantine thing, when I was teaching at school, at the school, yeah. I would eat a lot from driving from one thing to the next. So I get to, I get to eat into the car a bit. It's efficient. Mm-hmm. You're there. You're doing it, knocking two things out. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an art, especially you know you're driving with your knee kind of deal. You're yeah. some food. It's horrible. He eats full on like cereal and milk in the car. It's I mean, on my way to work, I'm eating milk. It's like the hardest way. thing to eat in the car. Anything like, with like... a bowl or a utensil <laughs> is definitely tricky. He'll eat yeah. like fucking steak in the car with a knife and a fork and just be like, I got this, like, cut full on and, you. And my car is stick shift, so... It's, oh, uh, snap, that's crazy. That's insane. Uh, I know, it's so bad. He's like, everyone's going to hate you for being a bad driver. But honestly, okay, so once you're on the highway... And you're, you're pretty good. You're not shifting gear. too much. You yeah. don't have to shift, you know, so you're good at that point. You, know? <laughs> you just got to hold... Watch- Hold that bowl of cereal until then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell about the time you hit, did the hit, you hit the car and then we had to run? No. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. That's fine. We don't have to know about it. But it sounds awesome. <laughs> uh. It was really fun. But, but uh, so, okay. So were you in another band before that? Oh, and right. were you in another band? Just... I was in a, an emo alternative band called consequence of decadence whoa that sounds emo and alternative for sure where was were you guys in the same area both out of cleveland playing uh we played well my first show was in lakewood but mainly i played around the illyria area at like jim's coffee house which is now blank slate okay cool i don't know if you've heard of blank slate yeah yeah blank slate's awesome my friend eddie who uh i was running a mic night at the coffee bean which was down the street from csu and he was the barista and then um, he kept talking about how he was going to start his own venue. And then, lo and behold, he did his own venue. And yeah, like, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's such a cool what they're doing. And the fact they're going to make it into a coffee shop. Yeah, that's that. the goal. Yeah. It is so cool. and It's so funny. They've, not th- not them particularly, but the previous owners spent so much time and energy like ripping out the seating and the coffee equipment and the espresso machine and like all of your typical coffee house features. And now these poor kids have to go back and like (laughs) put it it all back. Yeah. But it's going to be cooler. Like that is like the DIY venue of DIY venues. You know what I mean? That's like the, that's uh, the grand opera of DIY venues or the, or the Carnegie uh, Carnegie hall of, (laughs) you know I mean? It's (laughs) such like, it's got a stage, it's got a sound system. It's exactly what you envision a DIY place to be, but it ends up being in real life. It's someone's basement. You know what I mean? Or it's, it's a house with like a kind of a door and a lot of spray paint and like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, like Plymouth House? <laughs> like, well, Plymouth House is kind of cool because they got like a little bit of a stage, right? They got that face thing? Or is that uh, the other house? Um, Plymouth House is in Huff. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the basement. I mean, there's a stage. Did you guys recently oh, play there? Awesome. We played there last year, or not last year? We played there years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that venue. It was so fun. I want to go back. I love their crowd. I love the rowdiness and like just how close everybody was to you. I, it got super hot, but I loved it. Like it was one yeah. of the most fun shows I've ever played. Yeah, DIY shows are awesome. Yeah, this like <laughs> the, that's kind of the the. Um, the, the just position of it you're like there's this beautiful crowd in this beautiful moment shared in this basement in this dingy basement right so the, mm-hmm. the dinginess and the dark and like the half half working door and the spray paint everywhere and like the stacks of beer cans and like the weird stuff that's off-putting but then there's this love that's found there and this appreciation right. for what you're doing that you won't find anywhere else and that's right. why like venues like that are so important and like people that do that are so vital to like the music scene and like by the time you realize how important one is it's gone mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean that's like, so You're right, though. when you try i don't know if you guys how often have you guys hit the road have you did some touring what? yeah we went to um we went to new york we did brooklyn where'd you play in new york Brooklyn and Harlem. We played at the Sylvana in Harlem, and we played at the. Mm. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember what it's called. Was the it Legion. Like... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Sylvana and Legion. We those two venues. We played in New York City, which is awesome. And then we went to uh, we went to Nashville. We went to Denver. We played a couple shows down there. Denver as well. Ah, Mercury. Den- Denver's amazing, by the way. Yeah. Denver is so fun. I want to go back. Like that's my favorite city ever. <laughs> The cops there are so chill. It's super fun. Like, um, whoa, what happened with the cops? (laughs) How'd they get involved? (laughs) Because they're just cool as fuck. They saw saw our state license plates. We were driving around in this like sand park thing. Like, it was like outside dunes, but not like a desert. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. It was like a campground with all of the sand and stuff. And then the cop shows up and he's like, hey, I noticed you guys are from out of town. Let me show you guys where the locals like to jump off the cliff over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That guy wasn't like undercover. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just that super That sounds chill. super rad. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was like, Let's, let me show you around. And he just drove us around and showed us where we could go cliff diving. And it was that's so awesome. fun. Into like a reservoir, <laughs> yeah. you know, quarry thing. Yeah, it was, wow, it was cool. That's cool. And they were nice. And downtown Denver is amazing. That a lot of uh, a lot of musicians hanging out. On 16th the, on the street. Streets, jamming. Yeah, 16th, 16th street. street is so the cool. The whole vibe of that area is really cool. And uh, everybody's very talkative. So for someone yeah. like me, it's really, I feel really at home. Like everybody's <laughs> super talkative. At first, I thought like, okay, this is going to be a little sexist, but I thought they were just trying to hit on me. Like some yeah. of them. But then I just realized they're just talkative, like the girls are too. They're just a talkative people. This random guy walked up to me and was like, "Man, someone just rear-ended me," and I was like, thinking in my head, "Why? Why is he like? Where's this to gonna me? go? Like, what kind yeah, of pickup line is this? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's crazy." But and yeah, was, yeah. So I was like, uh, "That's crazy, dude." And he's like, "I know, right?" And he just walks away. It was so weird, like. <laughs> They're just really talkative. Like they're more, they're, really, they're more friendly and open to strangers than we are over here. I guess that's that's my impression of it a little bit. Not to say that we're not. Yeah, yeah, no, especially well, friendly. The whole reason we're talking now is how like that how Ohio's music thing, scene takes care of itself. You know what I mean? Like these gigs is this really cool nonprofit thing that Gauze started is like 
amazing. So like, yeah. there's something special here. But that's that's I thought that was gonna be some weird pickup line. <laughs> I was yeah, no. rear-ended, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, was, yeah, like we were in the gas station. People were just talking to me. It took me a minute to to drop my defenses because I yeah. kept just being weirded out by like, why are you talking to me? Or one one girl came up to me and was like. Well, I hope you have a really great day. And I was like, wow, what a bitch. Like, she's so sarcastic and mean. But no, she was. She was just being really nice. Like, <laughs> I hope you have a great day, too. <laughs> she was just like, you're welcome. I forget. Was it our server or something? Uh, I don't know. She gave us her coffee and we told her thanks for the meal. And she's like, well, you guys have a really great day. Just like that. And I was like, what a condescending prick. <laughs> but now I'm just the prick. <laughs> oh, that's awesome though like there's such a learning from just going somewhere else and experiencing other people <laughs> like even if it's in the states it's so like i don't know there's travel just leads to like self-reflection in some way yeah Absolutely. it was fun we went i like yeah, nashville we... you could smoke inside nashville so that was weird like there's cigarettes yeah whoa i know isn't that weird <laughs> yeah it, it was is. so weird about it yeah they haven't caught up to that yet <laughs> people really do have bigger hair and bigger shoes like yeah. girls have a lot more Poof. volume in their hair i noticed than we do up here <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah we're gonna we're gonna do some more touring when you know when quarantine's up yeah, be cool. yeah. i can't wait i, I want to go back to i feel it it's so exciting we like, were supposed to go to chicago i don't mind the road at all i enjoy it likewise yeah. Was it right before this all went down, this Sunday before the lockdown, we played in New York. We played at Arlene's Grocery, Sea level And, like, uh, right. yeah, it was sick. It was an awesome gig, and, like, it went really well. And, like, but what I was going to point out, like, a lot of these first times you go out, the only gigs you can get are DIY gigs. You know what I mean? The, like, the house venues, which are sick because you meet the people and meet the scene and, like, and then you can work your way up. Like, Arlene's was kind of like a grog shop type venue, but... When I went out there the first time, I me I went with Michelle Gall actually, and we played like oh, we did four days and we played seven shows, and all of them were like these DIYs, like small shows and like little How spots. How did you guys? Did you guys get paid cool. well from those? Some of them, and then some no, <laughs> and some <laughs> two of them were mic nights, but that were leads from other. Oh yeah, spots. we did that. In and like yeah. Um, it was just like it was insane. It was like, and it's weird. Some of the DIY venues play pay you better than the venue venues. Really? You know, yeah. We yeah, never like, we never played DIY when we toured because my theory was I didn't want to end up with not enough money to get back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I strictly stuck to like venues that could give us at least some sort of guarantee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, which is but those are harder to book. If we were booking more shows, we definitely would have done some DIY DIYs. Hmm. And I but, guess. Um, it, it also those connections that you make, yeah, like you, you know, with the people that you meet and whatnot. That's, you know, that's like just as good as money itself in some yeah. ways. Yeah, really. I mean, I we definitely did not get to meet the community as much in Harlem, which was it. Harlem's an interesting. Uh, I play Brooklyn. People were more receptive. We hung out in Brooklyn, but that we have we have band rules. Rule yeah. number five: always party with the locals. Wait, wait, wait! You got band rules. Hold the <laughs> phone. Let's start with rule number one. Okay, Dream, Mason, Dream Mason band rules. Rule number one, go. 
Okay, this is going to sound funny because everyone everyone misinterprets this rule because I'm a girl, but I don't mean internally. I just mean don't get anybody pregnant <laughs> on, on the road or at home. And I'm not talking about myself. Rule number one. That's rule, rule number one. one. Don't get anybody knocked up on the road or off the road. Because if you get someone knocked up, then we cannot do what we need we to do. To it's fair. Right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There's rule number two. <laughs> rule number two. <laughs> yeah, or if you're on the if you're on the road and you get someone knocked up, then you gotta leave and go take care of your kid. Like, don't do it. No knocking people up. <laughs> rule that's a solid rule of thumb. I think other bands could apply that method. So <laughs> what's rule number two? That's so rule number two is respect your hands. Re- respect your what? Respect your hands. Okay. Yeah. I Eric used to do like extreme sports, and like I told what? him it's not allowed because he got. Yeah. No. I broke my I broke my wrist. There's a oh. there's a big a plate in my wrist. And he has, oh, his his really popped out of his <laughs> popped out of his arm, and he has this giant scar. <gasps> what so, extreme yeah. sport was that? It was uh, snowboarding. Oh, I still God. love snowboarding. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> oh, you know, man. I just I just don't. I, you know, by, by, while well, keeping rule number two in mind, I just <laughs> don't hit the terrain park or anything like that. I just cruise at this point. And this is, just, so, this is hysterical because, like, Kessel is our bassist and yeah. he loves to punch cement because he thinks <laughs> it makes his hands stronger. He's a, he's so strange. Like, oh, he's man, like, I wish he was here. I want to hear about that. <laughs> Yeah, he just will be like, guys, you want to see me punch some concrete? We'll be like, no. no, no. You need to play bass, dude. You're going to break your knuckles. He's like, no, man, my, my hands are so strong. Like, let me show you right now. He'll get so hyped up. So that's why we have that rule. And that's, that's number two. What do you got? Do you need to know the rest? Yeah, rule number three. Hold on. Okay. Um, so how long did you... <laughs> How long did it take the recoup from from that act that wipeout? Like, was this while uh, you're playing music or is this pre? No, no, I was I was in like seventh grade. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it was it was a long time ago. I mean, I was uh, I was learning guitar then, gotcha. but you know, I definitely wasn't in a band of any sort. But I think that was like I was hung up for like four or five months at least. Yeah, about four four or five months. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, to get a plate like that? But, I mean, when you're younger like that, I guess you can adapt and heal up quicker. But, okay, mm-hmm. rule number three. I'm glad it wasn't while you were playing because that would drive me crazy. I know I would, oh, yeah, that would drive I'd be nice. losing my He's mind. He's supposed to get it removed, but it'll be like a six-month recovery time, so he just left three it in. Six. Yeah. He just left it in there because do- we don't want to. Actually, now would have been the perfect time to take it out during For, Yeah, I guess. But... Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to go by a hospital now to, like, true. Can you guys take out my metal? And they're like, what? Right. Wait, wait. <laughs> but okay, rule number three. Uh, rule number three is always record everything. Like Fair, that's solid rule. Yeah. Because we will we will be just like on a lot of drugs on a, and ha- have hanging out in the middle of the night, like at 5 a.m. and taking lots of LSD and then write this epic masterpiece and then no one recorded it so it doesn't matter what you're doing even if you're just dicking off or if it's a serious record practice everything. record everything always Absolutely. always record everything so we kind of just have like a recorder running for all of our hangouts now that just like catches everything oh also i have to state kessel does not do drugs um he has a child so just wanted to throw that out there for anybody gotcha. listening kessel does not do drugs kessel Definitely. is clean 
Yeah, he just punches walls. <laughs> yeah, it's cement. Apparently. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, so, bringing us to rule number four. Well, that's the lost rule. I forgot what it is. Oh, okay. I don't know. And then it's five just, was. <laughs> five is always party with the locals. And then is there a six? Nope. Nope. I want to write more of them, but I figure feel like I should try to figure out what four was first. <laughs> yeah, awesome. if we think about it, we'll we'll remember it. We'll let you know. If we'll we'll send you a message and let you know if we remember four. what that. Four was. <laughs> I think it would be like no religion or politics in band. Fair enough. Or deba- it was like something like debating or or something along those lines. I think because we all have really different political views. Like Jack is Democrat, Eric's Republican, I'm Libertarian, Kessel's Libertarian. So Kessel and I are both Libertarian, but it just yeah. can create chaos for sure, definitely. And like when you're trying to be creative and doing a creative endeavor, it's best to kind of just accept everyone's view and try to hear everybody. You know what I mean? As opposed to like kind of pick That's a side. That's more what it's about than it getting crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, well, it's, it's, it has in the past though. Yeah. But, you and well, you and the drummer, not our current drummer, but you and the Yes. And we, and, and we, we learned, you know, yeah, but I just yes, it. It, it, it messes up the creative thing. It's just, it's just weird. Cause like, that's not what we're here for. You know? Yeah. None of us are writing policy. For sure, writing tunes, writing, uh, right. trying right. to find a, a music word with P, um, <laughs> right? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and like I don't know, I feel like if you, it's easier to like kind of pick a side as opposed to hear somebody, and it's a, it's almost a, it's a, almost a work to like detach yourself from a side and just hear someone's point, and I think that's important, and I think the more we can be like that and hear each other, the actual debate begins as opposed to just being like well wait a minute you like the guy with the other guy and that doesn't follow rule number one and like <laughs> right true. very true um, yeah it's, it's pretty dumb and like i think bipartisan type stuff i i just i i think i can't wait until our generation is in more control of things because clearly people don't know how to work together right now the people who are yeah in for sure <laughs> definitely and like I Say what? I agree with that, 100%. <laughs> Notion noted. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do agree. And like, I think, especially like, I work with younger kids and I just see like how much of the world they absorb through this thing we're using right here. And like, how, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I was five, I never knew about that there was people in other places. You know what I mean? Like, I was right. worried, worried about, about having fun and like going playing baseball or skateboarding or something, you know. Or yeah, like, why are we out of Teddy Grahams? How did the box get empty? I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, simple things. Yeah, and like so, even just having the mindset that there is more out there and that they're doing the same thing you are to some degree, and like or being able to see that, and like it's everyone's going to be much more. I feel like um, willing to hear and. Have an ability to hear and act upon certain things, and like have different insights and reach different heights than we, you know, we can't even imagine. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I have a younger brother who's quite younger, and uh, I remember a couple years ago, like watching him play out with his friends. I think they were like probably like six to nine or something. Yeah, and it just goes to show how much they absorb, like. They didn't know what the words meant, but they were running around 
mind you, these are all white kids. They yeah. were like, you're racist, you're sexist, you're, you're racist, you're yeah. sexist. Like, they just knew that those words were negative. They didn't yeah. know what they meant, and they were just running around, tag, like, chasing each other, <laughs> calling them racist and sexist. Like, it was really funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would have recorded that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that, but that's the, that's the other thing. Rhetoric's going to be different for kids that can hear it and, like, hear different things. And, like, it's going to... I think I like I like looking for rose tinted glasses and believing everyone's going to be like exponentially where they are and everything's going to get better. But that's that's kind of society does get better though. Yeah. Like think about it. like we used to have freaking slavery and for sure like for sure gay people weren't even allowed to get married ten years ago. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I do think society does get better every maybe not, maybe not as quickly as we would like, but. If you consider like the freaking medieval times yeah. and now society and people <laughs> and acceptance, we're way more definitely. Nice. And that's that's the beauty of it, and hopefully, I don't know, it'll be what it is. But it's I think as a teacher, I get excited. I'm like, the little people, they're going to know more. <laughs> yes, you must learn more. We're getting old and tired. We want to take naps. You want to change the world. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> so those band rules are awesome. Did they did they just come out of nowhere, or did someone get someone pregnant, or did someone not party with the locals? Like, was there um, something that brought upon yes, these? Yes, little scenarios like that. So, for <laughs> example, um, that's so awesome. Like, not that well, they probably caused bad things, but <laughs> no one necessarily like got anyone pregnant, but our bassists have always had children and mm. that's kind of and until the kids got a little older like that yeah. would have been a really really problematic you know having a yeah. baby um our first bassist had an 11 year old so that was fine yeah but we were like okay don't get any no no more other children like let's just stop for a little yeah. like <laughs> while we're trying to tour and do stuff and spend money on equipment like so you you don't have to have the guilt of being like oh i shouldn't buy this because i have a mouth to feed and stuff for like that. sure for sure, and there's a balance between that. So okay, so there, it's not just a bit. They've come from things. Yeah, <laughs> these rules. Party were with the locals. Every time, every time Eric and I have partied with the locals, yeah, something fucking epic happens. Like <laughs> we get another connection. Like when we hung out with the locals in Denver, that's how we ended up getting our Brooklyn uh, gig. Gotcha. That's how we get ins at those venues gotcha. because yeah. we from met, Denver. Yeah, weird. and they get a a guitar string endorsement from that as well what's that a guitar string endorsement yeah which like what what endorsement did you get uh augustine strings sweet <laughs> augustine strings <laughs> those i hear those uh those uh those sound better than most strings uh in in <laughs> strings and uh <laughs> they they're notorious for their high ease never breaking have you really heard that? No, concert. I'm just trying to hype oh. it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see if we can get a yeah, sponsor too. I really ruined that that pitch. Right <laughs> you, mean, you mean like, yeah, they're true. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this podcast brought to you by Expo and Augustine Strings. <laughs> if you need a string and you need it to be colored for a slight amount of time, <laughs> those are your two sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, White Christmas, is that where that Hello Violet thing comes from? Oh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Yes. How'd you know? What a guy. <laughs> You're the, he's the first person in the world to know 
That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. How do you know that? Uh, the quote Nardwar, you're the Dream Masons. We have to know. <laughs> what? You guys don't know who Nardwar the human serviette is? No. Oh, man. I just saved your quarantine. Like, look up Nardwar. <laughs> Go down his YouTube rabbit hole. He's an interviewer and he just blows minds. How do you spell that? N A U A R D. N A R U D. I can't remember how to sp- Let me. Hold on. I got a DVD here. Uh, it's W A R D N U W N U D. How did he know that? I I'm I well right now I don't know how to spell. Yeah, so it was good. Matter. <laughs> I'll put a pin Violet. in that. I'll pull it Hello, up later. <laughs> so well, Sea Level did a bunch of things like that. We would pull stuff from old like horror flicks and like. Use them in little videos, and I, I don't know. I like old black and white movies on Twilight Zones, yeah. and you know, Billings and Alone, Buddy Old Pal. Oh, Buddy yeah. Old Pal. <laughs> <laughs> you want the moon? Seriously though, that's a great movie. It's, it's classic. It's, that's my favorite it's movie, actually. Amazing. Yeah, I w- <laughs> so good. Um, so say brainless. Don't you know where coconuts come from? <laughs> <laughs> um. When did the paths cross? So we've kind of, I'm trying to paint a narrative. <laughs> I've been so distracted because you guys are awesome. But like, you're both playing in different bands. When did you guys meet and form Hello Violet? Or was there a... Uh, so, actually, we, met, we ran into each other a couple times before Eric kind of insisted that we play music together. The first time I met Eric, I was playing with uh, Taylor Sabo, at Quaker Steak, actually, in Vermilion during a cover gig. And yeah. I actually met Eric, and he played a, sh- a song with us, jumped in. But I didn't see him again for, like... That was in 2010, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was 10 years ago! But I didn't see him again for years until I was, like, 21. <clears throat> and, great, now I'm showing my age. Ugh. <laughs> I'm older than I look. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, though. Um, so... Uh. I was recording my first EP, my solo EP, uh, or what's it called? I don't even remember. Better Late Than Never at Mohawk Studios in Sandusky. Yeah. And uh, Eric was there jamming, and I had heard a lot about an Eric Hellinger who could kill it in a scene. So I just went up to talk to him, and then I actually didn't, like, I had no intentions of, uh, you know, making a band or anything. I was really interested in acting at the time and I just yeah. wanted to finish my EP. But then I ran into Eric again at a bar. I was playing pool or he was playing pool. I don't remember. Train station. Train station. Mm-hmm. And then like he insisted that we meet up after <laughs> that point. So Yeah, at that point the third time <clears throat> seeing each other we were like, all right, we should probably Let's, jam. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So so yeah, we kinda like met in two thousand ten and then two thousand fifteen ran to you at the studio and then at the bar and then we just kind of like yeah from there cool. and like started writing yeah we wrote one of our songs the first day we hung out that's out now which one was that love's not dead mm, all or nothing i don't know love's not dead one of the songs we wrote one song the very first time we hung out though that was dope that's cool that's definitely like when you musically can click and something comes from it right away because it seems like a lot of times it's like one person brings one thing to the table they're like i, I wrote the song and then everyone else kind of hops on but when you right. can do it together there's like that magic that you're like this is the 
partner, the writing team supreme I needed. So that that's Speaking really cool. Of, mm-hmm. Speaking of all or nothing, that song just hit three hundred thousand hits today on Spotify. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Woo-hoo! I'm so and excited. you guys, uh, you, that video is pretty sick. <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad you like it. It was fun. Was it? Yeah. Was the did the story of the video kind of fall from the story of the song, or was it kind of a you guys wrote the song and then like made the story to it? Because that's a cool narrative. Um. Well. Definitely, we we wrote the song first, and then uh, we were like, I don't I don't know why, but I was like, I just want a door in my <laughs> in my music video. Like that'd be cool. Like I just want a door. Like wouldn't that be neat? Yeah, the dreaded door. It was a horrible decision. <laughs> Do not put a door in your music video. It's terrible. It probably... Put a door in your music video. Just learn how to build an A-frame thing so the door can stand up. <laughs> we took parts. Oh, oh, it was horrible to try to get this door <laughs> yeah. like, in all the different yeah. locations that we wanted it. Yeah, it turned out to be a big hassle. We thought it was going to be like in the water. Cheap. In the water was ridiculous. Yeah, we had yeah. like seven people back there, some people <laughs> under the water, like holding it up in the water. Yeah, yeah because if you have the frame in the water, it starts to get soggy and it starts to fall apart. Yeah. And, uh, but we got it done. It was. It was. We needed a lot of help for that, but it was cool. It was a. That was a fun experience. We got sun poisoning that day. Is that um? <laughs> it was overcast, so we didn't yeah. expect we get sun poisoning, but we did. That's. And then nice. like, what? What else? Um. Oh, so my buddy Ann Wrestler was the one who kind of explained the symbolism behind the door. Because I was like, Ann, I want a door in my video, but I don't, like, know what it means or why. And Ann is so smart. She was like, doors are very significant symbolically because they can take you to other places, but they can also lock you inside. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, she's so smart. That's a great (laughs) idea. And um, I just kind of went with it because, like, that that whole song is just, I mean, I, it's obviously like referencing suicide and just self-loathing and all that stuff. And um, I just think at the end, like this girl is running from the door, right? Yeah. Like at first she maybe toys with the idea of it and she goes through the door, but then it, towards the end she's running from it. Yeah. And at the very end of the music video, she's locked in some dark realm inside the door. So... Um, that and I guess it's just like the contrast between all or nothing, like yeah. the the song, and she ends up in nothing, and you know, whatever. It's not a very uh, positive song, but. <laughs> but still, the the symbolism's there, and that's like that's I don't know. It, it was really well done. Is that kind of where um? Do you get to get some of those acting chops out during that process? I actually have ha- had people say that that was really bad acting, so. <laughs> <laughs> like people, critics have been like, "Oh, that was a terrible job," and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." I probably did a terrible <laughs> job, so I don't think I did a very great job acting in that particular video. But maybe in the future. I mean, I've done other things that I have had pe- that have people have said were really, really great, and then some things like that people said were terrible. So who knows? Was it? I didn't think it was bad. Was it? I think any to be to act in front of, like. The, min- the mindset to get into that has to be, like, not an easy one, especially when you're playing two roles, right? You're not just playing the part of this character in this video. You're also playing the singer of the band. And you, so you, you, and you're probably part of the whole narrative of the whole production, right? So, right, it's a lot to put on. Like, it's got to... 
got to look good. It's got to, everything's got to line up. Yeah, I remember, yeah, you're totally right. I remember for some of those scenes, you had to get, like, mad. Yeah, and I was really scared of the glass breaking and hurting me, so I would, like, recoil <laughs> a lot, because I was, like, throwing shit, and yeah. then it would bounce back, and I... Yeah, you wrecked that apartment, like, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like, Whoever's yeah. place that was, like, there's some anger <laughs> there still there, unless that was Expo. <laughs> wasn't it? No, no it, it wasn't. Was it was paint. Why did we use Expo? <laughs> it was paint. I got children's washable paint, but it did take me... Oh, wait, are you talking about the writing on the window? No, there's the a part where you're, like, writing on a wall. Like, or Yeah, that was or a... Or maybe it's a window, I don't know. No, there was writing on the window, but you were smearing the wall. Yeah, yeah, smearing. Yeah, yeah. No, that actually was Expo, and <laughs> even though it did come out of the mirror and the window, it left a trace of... I, I can't explain. That had to like, be an off-brand Expo. Expo never leaves a trace. <laughs> <laughs> With that chiseled tip... Come on. <laughs> yeah, it, like, left a, a weird... I scrubbed my windows so many times, and I could still, in the right light, see the writing. And now that they come with primary color packs, how can you not see the light? <laughs> <laughs> you are going to get a sponsorship from Expo. Expo, that would be so sick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Actually. But, um, did you, like... So, did you go to school for acting, too? Or is this just a thing? I, I went yeah. to Howard the Beck Center for the Arts in Lakewood as a okay, child, cool. and I went to Howard School of Acting in uh, Coventry, which is an amazing school. Yeah, I've been past that so many times, and I wonder, I'm like, I wonder how they do. I've never seen anyone come in or out of that building, but that's always like when I'm there for a grog shop gig, so I don't think learning happens at those hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they practice, I mean, I think almost every day of the week they have something or other going on. That's awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. it, I was talking to a... Uh, Claudia Miller, and we were talking about how acting and music kind of plays together. Like when you're performing, you're kind of doing this part. Like if you're doing a winery gig, you are this background entertainment that is invasive but not too invasive. You take on these characters and you play these parts to some degree, even though you're playing yourself. Mm-hmm. So I and uh, I was talking to um, a friend of mine who was studying the Meisner method. Did you ever? Oh, yeah, that's a great method. And, like, I always thought that was, like, an intriguing headspace to get in. The repetitiveness, always, like, like looking into it, the repetitiveness kind of threw me. I was like, wait, what are they doing? But after <laughs> kind of, like, I don't know, after getting explained it, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, actually. <laughs> like, but, okay, that's cool. Now, so you guys meet up, you start Hello, Violet, and then it eventually becomes the Dream Masons. And you guys, it sounds like you've gone through a couple member chains up, change ups, yeah. and a couple sponsors, mostly from Expo. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, so now we had you guys have a solid, solid foundation. Sorry, it's a f- solid lineup that's been rolling. Yeah. Well, we haven't been able to play any yeah, shows. But aside <laughs> from the the quarantine uh, shutdown, like right, yeah. the lineup's tight. For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah, uh, any any uh future projects coming out here that we should plug? June we got a sh- we got a song coming out. Um, and then hopefully as soon as possible we have a music video coming out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we we're releasing a single, another single in June, a music video, which is awesome. I yeah. I can't wait for people to see that. I'm super super stoked about that. And any then, doors? Uh, what's that? No doors. 
No doors. No doors, absolutely. <laughs> we, we destroyed that door when we. The were door, coming. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the door was completely destroyed. But, There's a bonfire. Uh, so we got a, a single music video and then a couple more singles to release. Okay. Just, Is this for the, over, over the course of this year? So we have a lot of stuff in the pipe. Gotcha. Yeah. Good to have things in the pipe. And uh, the next, so when's the single coming out again? June. I don't June? know what day though. Okay. Early June. We haven't set a date yet. We're waiting gotcha. on our artist to get our art back. Our artist okay. is dope. I freaking Who do you love use? him. <laughs> Who's your artist? Um, Blake Connolly, and he is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and he is incredible. Check out his Instagram. It's called Bloke Blake, Bloke and Blake. he has amazing stuff on there he does textile stuff too like he has some shoes on there he's just so good it's cool because like i like to once i find something that works for me i just i don't know like with eric he's eric i would consider just super compatible with what i write and like one of the best around for me to write with and then it took me a while but i finally found this artist where i like have an artist in the back pocket i can use him for anything i want uh, same thing with logos. Yeah, Who's our logo guy? I forget his name. Uh, sure. I don't remember his name, but he's <laughs> from Chicago. But gotcha. he does a really great job on logos. Well, I, th- I think with any, like, as far as even members within the band, you got to have, like, a certain chemistry and, like, mindset and ability to work. And that can be, like, even dysfunctional to some. Like, the Ramones, they never got along. But there's something that works. There's something creatively and like there's that level where people work and if you can find that person you want to hang on to that that relationship to in any way that you can and right that expands beyond like the core unit of the band right that expands to like the the production guy the guy maybe you work with who records or the the guy who mixes some people do right. it all or Noah like, Heyman is who, who we record with, and I would consider him the best around for us. And like, and even those people, they learned you learned to work with them, and they learned to work with you. And like, the beauty is not everyone is for everybody, so we need everyone that's out there doing it. You know what I mean? Like the guys that record you are gonna maybe not work for the guys that record me and whatever. Your logo guy is not gonna work for me. And it's it's a beauty this like network you make from trying to do even just a single right, one song which takes forever to write and record and then they get everything into it. It's such a production when it comes down to it and it takes literally a team of people or like if you're crazy and you can knock it all and you're like, I don't know the prince of whatever, like, and you can just do everything on your own. But for the most part, it's a team and you build these beautiful relationships along the way. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. So there's some stuff happening even though stuff shut down. Cool. I'm excited to hear it, man. Um, and then we got you guys Friday, 8 p.m. virtual show CLE with yeah. uh, scenic route. Who else is playing? Jo- jo- Robert, Joshua Robert. I, okay. last night Sorry I was... to put you on the spot, but I don't know who it is either. So that's why. <laughs> no, it's Joshua Robert. But last night I was trying to make a promo video and I kept saying Joshua Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> How many takes did you do uh, on that? Like uh, 7,000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, it's it turned a, out great, though. I hope people get to see that, see your uh, your promo. I can't wait. Now so that I have, I don't have Wi-Fi where I live. Yeah. Also, so like the way I act when I'm with Eric is so different when I have to be on the spot by myself. Like, I'm not. This is gonna sound weird because I'm the front man of a band, but I hate to be like, I don't like talking about myself. Yeah. And I don't like being alone in certain circumstances, and I don't like. 
I don't know. I just don't like when, like, okay, Michelle asked us to ask me to make a little promo video yeah. for the show, and I like hated it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> just just having the camera on me, even yeah. though now I know there's the camera on me. Yeah, like, but no one's watching. It's just us talking. You know what I mean? And like, I I totally I understand that. That's it's weird when you're like. When you're supposed to front a thing and you have your homies backing you up, right? You, there's like this unity, that whole relationship you guys like built up to put out this thing, to push this thing. There's a team effort to push, you know, whatever it is. But when you, it's stripped down to just you and like you don't got that check and balance guy, like my bass player is like, he'll be like, dude. You need to say this. I need to say that. And if I'm not saying this or that, he'll cut in and be like, and then we got this and that. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. so there's that backup. And as soon as that's gone, like either you, you've prepared mentally enough for it or it just falls outright or it doesn't. But there's more of that like fear that you can fuck it up when you're by yourself. So I totally get it. Like, yeah, yeah, I just hated. I hated the way I looked. I hated the way I sounded. I, I had to put a mask on because I didn't want to have. I didn't want to see my face, <laughs> so I was wearing a mask during my promo video. <laughs> yeah, I know you feel that way a, a lot sometimes before you we're doing a video or something. But yeah. no matter what, you, it always turns out super great. We uh, we were mask or no mask. We were featured for um, the short, sweet film sh- show at that they do. Um, I think every few months they do it at a. Oh, that's cool. Uh, where, what it's a, it's emergent cinema. They do it down in a brewery, Forest City Brewery. They oh, okay, have, cool. They, they have this whole show yeah. going on. Show all the short film or sometimes music videos. So one of our videos was featured. Actually, one of mine for my solo project. And after the end, they make you stand up there and like answer questions Q&A. from people. And I yeah. seriously was like, um, <laughs> like, <"Hi." laughs> like just like I didn't want to be up there. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, can you stop looking at me? Like, it's so weird. But if you put a mic in my hand, I'm different. But then between sh- between songs, Eric used to be so irritated that I wasn't like talking to people or engaging with people. I hate it. I don't like doing it. I'm there to play music. I don't want to talk yeah. to people. I don't like to, ugh, to. I just. And I've kind of grown. I've grown to care a little bit less about that. Like, just yeah. like because each band has their own vibe. If you don't want to. If you don't want to be really personable on stage or anything like that, you know, you can. We can just go boom, 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 right, song to song, and yeah, and pixies. The music's it. good. People, you know, that's that's totally cool. And it just and it's frustrating too because like, okay, remember back when everybody was like, uh, what I forget what music group it was, but right after quarantine. Facebook had a, a new Cleveland music group. It, I think yeah. it was called like Confident Cleveland Musicians or something like that. I don't. Was I don't that remember. the one where everyone was talking to each other and everyone had to like tag everyone into it, kind of? I don't. I don't really remember, but I just I, I was seeing it a lot and people were saying, "Hi, my name is yeah, so and so. Yep, yep. I do this okay. music, blah blah blah." And I, I watched those, and I but I just never could bring myself to write one about me or the Dreamasons because part of me thinks. Who's gonna read this? You know, yeah. or who? I just don't want to talk about myself and seem like. Not that I think that about those people who promoted themselves at all, yeah. but for some reason, when it's me doing it, I'm like, oh, it's gonna seem so like big-headed and like I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just weird, and I don't have internet also, so <laughs> part of me is worried that like that like people are gonna think I'm snobby in the scene because I don't really engage much 
but it's just really because I'm very shy and I also don't have internet, so it's hard to do. Fair it's enough. Hard to do what to do. And like, I think to some degree, everyone kind of can relate to that. Like, it, it, one, it's cool that you can disengage like that and just kind of escape it. I don't know if everyone can relate to that, but like, there is definitely that thing where if if I say this and put this out there, am I going to be looked at in one of nine ways? And then you start to like eat up in your head what you're doing, and like, then when it comes down to it, everyone's thinking about what they're doing, and then I don't know, it's a, it's just an endless thing, and like, there's no right or wrong answer to it, but it's totally at least at least I can understand kind of where you're coming from, like as far as like it it is it is. I don't, to put yourself out there and even just to sing in front of people is putting yourself out there to some degree that's such like a some people like that's the biggest thing they think that's the most vulnerable spot to be when you're singing in front of a group because there's such like a social like archetype of what a good singer is and what a good song is and like so do anything like you're you're going against this like thing inside your mind and everyone else's that may or may not exist and like I don't know so I understand it's that sucks <laughs> yeah it's rough someday i'll have internet i kind of like not having it fair enough that's cool and if someone else is running the band page at this point i wouldn't be able to do that (laughs) i bought a sega (laughs) hell yeah that's what i do since i don't have internet (laughs) this fucking i'm gonna beat sonic 3 (laughs) fucking knuckles (laughs) this bullshit (laughs) well cool it did really isolate me during the first few weeks of quarantine though for having no internet and like no one to talk to or go see it was like it i meditated a lot i start i learned a really interesting um like mantra chanting i learned the omne omne podneum omne podneum which is just like the long version of om what was it so i learned to meditate that was dope you trick <laughs> face if you meditate right like you really like you get yeah. like a a buzz from it. It's super wow. cool. So I did a lot of meditating the first week and then I got a job right away <laughs> at this company. That's like A and B right quick. <laughs> now, were you, work, Eric, were you working at the company before you got the job? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Cool. Um, wow. Where'd that, where'd that chant come from? Is it something you found out of a book or someone? I don't remember what religion it is. It might be Hindu or maybe Buddhist. Um, but I learned it from uh, Ram Das. Okay. Baba Ram Das. Yeah, yeah. The Taoism thing, isn't it? No. Technically, no. It's no. like a Kirtan where you like. Ram Das does a lot of. Oh, no, no. Ram Das, he's not the Kirtan guy. I'm thinking of uh, Krishna Das. <laughs> <laughs> Ram yeah. Das, he, he wrote all those books. and uh, Be Here Now. Yeah, yeah. That was like his big one. And uh, I think that which what platform Netflix or Hulu one of them had a really interesting documentary on him, like in his I, later years. Yeah, like I started meditating a long time ago, like two years ago, I think one a year and a half actually, and I uh, I hated it because I didn't want to be one of those white girls who's yeah. all into Eastern religion. Like I don't want to be one of those <laughs> girls. But, I got my latte and I like brought my mala. <laughs> like yin and yin. I'm so zen right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I ended up loving Taoism and I became a Taoist and like just started following certain teachings that really, truly, honest, 100% to God changed my life. And That's I, awesome. I know. It's I was talking dope. to Zach Friedhoff, who does a bunch of, um, 
he runs a bunch of like programs in Akron that are like peace programs and he does a lot of uh, yoga and a lot of yoga classes and um, he's made a few um, Kirtan albums, Kirtan albums, which is like singing chants and then like it's like call and response for like ever. And uh, I don't know, he's got some cool points about it. Um, so if you're looking for some local stuff like that, I'd recommend checking out Zach's stuff. Nice. Um, What's his last name? Um, I just blanked right now. I just said it. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you the link. Why can't I? I'm, I'm getting quarantine brain, y'all. Like, I just keep <laughs> on things. Like, freed off. There it is. Um, and, like, oh, it's weird. Like, I'll just be mid-sentence and, like, just be like, what was I thinking about? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about six other things. <laughs> well cool guys well hey this was a lot of fun you guys you guys yeah, are a lot it. of fun and i'm excited to excited you to see too. you guys at the virtual show and hopefully when this is all i actually you guys reached out the sea level to do a thing at um what was, was it um stella's I, we were supposed to do something uh coda coda and coda, i remember coda. we had a it was may was going to be sick for sea level we were going to do three benefit <laughs> shows like throughout the whole month like one every weekend and, like, one of them was on the date you hit me up for, I remember. And, like, uh, but other than that, when this all blows over, let's do a show for real. Yeah, we should. I remember that it was kind of short notice when I hit you up, too. It was it was only a couple weeks out as well. Yeah. I, so, but, yeah, we should definitely do that. That would be great. Yeah, it's so fun. I, I'm so happy that, like, Cleveland doesn't have, like, a really competitive, nasty music scene. We have, like, a really hangout-friendly music scene. Definitely, and that's why that's why this virtual show thing exists. Is everyone supporting each other? Sure, there's going to be uh, you know things and whatever pops up. People he said, she said, but for the most part, I think everyone's got heart here and everyone's looking out for the best interest of everything, which is really really cool. And yeah. I think you guys, I know you've tuned in, Eric, but like, I think you guys are really going to enjoy virtual show CLE and it's it was an amazing experience for myself and like it's it's cool you guys are going to dig absolutely all right yeah the only reason i haven't watched those is because i don't have wi-fi so just well, so yeah you just... you're in the clear you don't have internet so you're fine i feel bad <laughs> i can try to use my phone but it really sucks it sucks up on my data if i try yeah. to do certain so mm. usually i save it for like bitching on facebook <laughs> <laughs> cool beans well, all right friends well thanks for hanging thank you man thank you so much for having us